Greetings, ladies and metalgents, and welcome to this latest rendition of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And as always, I hope that you enjoy, and if you do, please consider supporting the channel. Now, on to the science fiction. Story number one. The Judge, written by Plusium. This was boring. So very boring. Don't know why I agreed to this. I was at you, slumped over the seat behind the announcer's table, watching quite positively the most boring wrestling match ever. At least WWE made it look semi-possible. I'd been invited the week before, an all-expenses-paid vacation from Earth to some alien capital to guest judge the match of the millennium. So much for that bullcrap. Instead, here I was, watching two overgrown turtles slowly slap each other to the ground. Fricking dicebids. When I'd first been told the match has lasted for five hours, I'd been shocked. No human could last that long. Now that it made sense, it took at least three seconds for each hit to travel and they were barely phased. It's not like they were big either. The larger one was barely larger than I am. Good God, this was going to take a while. The two announcers, one on either side of me, are jibbering nonsense so fast it feels like there's an auctioneer beside me. My translator is struggling to keep up. I don't really see the big deal. Crap all is happening. Somewhat impressive how much they can find to ramble on about. Wait, never mind. There's another one coming on the stage. Judging by what is being screamed out by the judges, I don't think he's meant to be there. And Riot in the prison just waltzes into the ring like he belongs. I don't think I've ever seen such brazen display of confidence. Well, ever. I'm with you, Dave. Good God, this is exciting. It looks like Cokehead might be in trouble here. What does the guest judge think? They both turned to face me. Did they seriously expect me to find this entertaining? Um, uh, don't know. It seems pretty slow-paced to me. They seemed taken back. What did they expect? Oh, wow, the janitor is ruthless, showing absolutely no care for a brutal display going on before him. The janitor is what they were calling me now. I get photographed picking up some rubbish once, and I'm a good Samaritan for life. Frick me. He must really be confident in human abilities to make such a statement. I'd sure like to see him in the ring. Ifs as if. I ain't never stepping foot in the ring. I'm a diplomat, not a fighter. Well, Johnny, I guess we'll have to see their opinions to it afterwards. Can't imagine Turtle Kind would be so very well to such an insult. Jesus, these dudes were loud. At some point, the new guy, this riot in the prison block, had joined who are presumed to be Turtle Kind in beating the crap out of Cookid. I say beating, more like flailing on him. Oh, to hell with it. I can't be bothered. I'm going to go to sleep. I pull out some discount earplugs that I got for the shuttle over here and check my watch. Newly calibrated for the planet's 100 minutes time system. 1630. Frack it, the fight's just started. 
How long will notice? I rest my head on the table, insert the plugs in, and close my eyes, enjoying the muffled sounds around me. <sighs> I startle awake as a sudden rough pulling sensation. I scramble my arms around, trying to fend off my attacker, but only succeed in knocking one of my earplugs out. Sound rushes back into my consciousness. I'm sent flying. Ow! My other earplug leaves my ear, and I raise my arms against a barrage I anticipate. I manage to blink enough sleep out of my eyes to make sense of what's going on. Above me, I see Turtle Kind about to punch me, and I instinctively raise my hands in a crappy block. Thankfully, it's enough, and I can crawl far enough away from him to stumble to my feet, shocked at the sudden turn of events. I can see Riot in the prison block slowly climb up to the ring behind Turtle Kind, and the situation dawns on me. I glance over my shoulder and see Cool Kid passed out, while some medics fuss over him. The dumb fricks actually took the announcer's idea. He's gotten to his feet. Something like this has never happened before. Fighting a guest judge. This'll go down in the history records. Yes, Johnny. I can't believe my own eyes. Who knows how this fight will go now? Believe them, Frecker. I may be a diplomat, but no one messes with my sleep. Time to throw some hands. I charge forward, dodging the pathetically slow punches from Turtle Kind, slip behind him and heave on his shell, suplexing him backwards. A loud thunk resounds out, and the crowd goes wild. Oh my deity, I've never seen a move like that before. Dave, what do you think? Before Dave can react, I'm already darting in front of Riot in a prison block. I slam out a quick combo of punches to his leathery exterior and leap back to avoid the sluggish retaliation. A quick ball kick to the slowly standing turtle kind puts him back down again. This is too easy. Deity Almighty, he is thrashing them. Never mess with the human folks. Keep in mind, this man has no combat training. Best believe it, Frickers. I duck under Riot in the prison block's sloppy jab and deliver a brutal uppercut to his beak, snapping his head backwards. A quick cross to his sternum brings his head down again, just in time for a hard hook to his eye. He stumbles to the ground, out for the count. What's going to happen next is anyone's guess, Johnny. He already seems to have knocked out Riot in the prison block down, in record time. I just pity Turtle Kind for whatever he has coming for him. You know what? I just got an idea. The announcers were annoying anyway. I step over the kneeling figure of Turtle Kind and grab his head with my hand. He doesn't even have time to blink before I smash my fist into his temple, knocking him two out for the count. With a heave of effort, I pick up the limp body onto my shoulder, the substantially lower gravity making it far easier than it should be. I walk over to the sprawled figure of Riot in the prison and stand on his shell for an extra foot or two of elevation. I feel turtle kind twitch in my hands. I've got to be quick. I look at the announcer's table. About five meters. I can do this. By the deity, what is this man planning? I don't know, Dave. But by the way he's looking at us, I think we'd better move. I took a deep breath. The announcer stood up and stepped back looking wide-eyed at me. 
blood pounding through my ears, muffling the words, then the adrenaline surging through my veins. Heave! And I threw the limp body. The weirdly dressed turtle creature walked around the ring, holding a card in its raised appendages, and the sound slowly returned to the world as my adrenaline rush abated and the pounding blood in my ears quieted. I could hear the announcers again. Damn it! Holy crap! I did not expect that for the millionth time this night. The unexpected happens. I don't think, nay, I am certain we've never seen anything nearly this epic. The other announcer checks the clock. And that's right, folks, don't let that incredibly attractive turtle specimen there distract you from the fact that it's exactly 1988. The janitor threw turtle kind off right in the prison block, and he plummeted 16 feet through the announcer's table. End of story. Story number two. Exceptionally unexceptional. Written by Zephyrlandantis. When humanity invented the wheel, when we tamed fire, when the first spear was thrown, bullet fired, assisted flight achieved, computer bolt and moon landed on, we celebrated ourselves. Each achievement was celebrated and revered higher than the previous one. Then we broke the faster the night barrier. We wanted to celebrate. We had held ourselves in such high regard for so long. Earth is too large and the gravity is too heavy for it to have spawned a space-faring civilization. The sun is too hot to support life in the solar system. Pluto is not a planet. So, when we lived under the sun, we saw ourselves as survivors. Hardy survivors. When we reached the stars, we saw ourselves as ingenious and resourceful. And when Pluto was terraformed to sustain life, we saw ourselves as masters of nature. So when we made contact, we were ready to be met by equals. We were not. We were out survived by the silicoids, not a species, but an entire branch of life, evolved into essentially living rocks, no breath, immune to vacuum and radiation, and with a diet of raw minerals. Any minerals. We were outmastered by the jetties, a species of sentient jellyfish-like aliens who managed to bend nature to the will before they even reached spaceflight, and subsequently became the leading force in galactic innovation. We were outsmarted by 90% of the galaxy's population, by the mere fact that these civilizations from space had several millennia to refine their breeding and improve their educational systems. Even in strife were we outmatched. There were weapons and tactics that caused us to rear back in horror and cast funny glances in the directions of those who thought them up. So our glorious celebration of joining the galactic community faded out. Instead of a ball drop witnessed by a fully colonized solar system, it became a single wheat and vanilla cupcake with icing sugar, frosting, and a solitary candle, carefully shown to other family members and then left on the table to burn out. We were uh, unexceptional. But life went on, as it does. Hardy adventurers ventured out into the galaxy and we were overlooked and ignored by our competitors. Cargo was hauled. New technologies were traded and acquaintances were made. This went on for years. In every aspect, we were overlooked and sometimes even forgotten. When a new system was revealed as barren, it was put up for auction. The number of occasions where humanity's bid was registered ranged in a single-digit percentile. Eventually, 
the galactic community came to the conclusion that species far smarter than we had predicted aeons earlier. All governments must fall. Evolution is a constant. This time it was war. It began when the Silicoid claimed that the Jedi aliens had derived their new unassisted void capability from Silicoid prisoner. This was naturally refused by the Jedi alien wearing a Silicoid skin suit. The war was everywhere. Every species, every system, everyone fighting everyone else. Except us. We were so unimpressive that we didn't even figure as a threat. We just were. Hauling cargo by means of a laughably primitive FTL drive to systems no one else had wanted to risk investing in. In all honesty, we missed the end of the war. We did not know who won or who came out with the fewest losses. We just pressed on. Without making any waves or any loud noises, we just uh, made ends meet in the least unexceptional way possible. The human way. So today we stand before you, the survivors of the Galactic War. Not because we fought, but because you fought without us. Today we look at the scattered remains, the few who made it back into space. Today we promise you this. We will haul our cargo. We will aid your rise. We will lead this new council, but we will do it as the largest population, the largest logistical fleet in the galaxy. At this time, we will make waves, and in true human fashion, they will be exceptionally unexceptional. Excerpt from the Galactic Primary Representative speech given by the human counselor, Jim Smith. Witnessed by none. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed, and if you do, please consider supporting the author, even by popping over and leaving a thumbs up or a nice comment, just to show your appreciation for the story. However, if you wish to support this channel, there are links down below which will help immensely. I will see you all in the next one, and until then, I hope that you have a fantastic day. Cheers.